Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Hello, and welcome to Podcasting Smarter. This is Norma Jean Belenke, Podbean's Head of Events. And today's episode is a conversation with our Head of Enterprise Sales, Mark Perfume, where we'll get into what exactly private podcasting is, how it's different from unlisted podcasting and public podcasting. Stay tuned, and here we go. Hi, Mark. How's it going today? Hey, Norma Jean. It's going well. How are you doing? Pretty good. So today we are going to speak all about private podcasting. So let's jump right in. What is a private podcast? So a private podcast is, I mean, it's everything you love about a podcast. It's portable. It's, you know, it's, it's interpersonal. It's all those kinds of things, but it's with the ability to select your distribution uh, in, in a very secure and private way. And that opens up a lot of possibilities for the use of it inside of businesses and organizations that might want to have all of the advantages of having a podcast, but don't necessarily have information that they want out broadly to the rest of the world. First, I really kind of want to dive in about how a private podcast is different from a public podcast, because private podcasting is encrypted as well. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, our solution is encrypted end to end and um, and held inside of a, an app on mobile devices that uh, allows for our users to to keep their information secure and behind any organizational security walls that they might have established. Absolutely. And so at Podbean, when we talk about private podcasting, we really mean it's encrypted, it's secure, it's behind any kind of security that that you would implement within your large corporation or organization as well. Um, And we know that that word private podcasting kind of gets thrown around a little bit. And there are some differentiating factors here at Podbean. So we'll get into those in a little bit. How is unlisted podcasting different from private podcasting? So the I, I think it's the security that's the main differentiator for most of our, our organizations that they look at. That um, if you have something that's unlisted out there, you're not necessarily broadcasting that it exists out to the public, but it still exists in a way that could be found, discovered, leaked, or you know otherwise accessed. And um, it, it just lacks that element of Pro- proactive security uh, that that includes that encryption uh, that um, you know that includes that organizational security management all those kinds of things that you would want for more sensitive information uh, so kind of like the difference of having your your social security number on your t-shirt versus keeping your security card in a uh, in a, a locked box somewhere right exactly exactly and I think also on the unlisted side anybody with that link, uh, who has that link can listen and access the content. Yeah. So if you're looking to keep things secure within your organization, that's really what private podcasting is going to do. Login credentials are required. Things are encrypted and secure, and it's a little bit different. Um, but unlisted is really something where maybe you're not going to broadcast it you know, through Apple Podcasts, but uh, it is publicly accessible to anybody who does have that link. That's exactly so- right, yes. That is an important distinction that we always want to make for people here as we're talking about private podcasting. Because at Podbean, we do have an enterprise solution that a lot of companies are, are starting to use. And it's really exciting, you know, whether it's for onboarding, sales training, learning and development, there's a lot of use cases. And we've talked about that in some of our live events with the team, which you can, you can listen to here on Podcasting Smarter. And we'll have some links in the show notes. 
Um, and I just want to quickly drop in and talk about what are the benefits for a company to have internal podcasting? With our current users, I think the biggest thing that comes up, and there's a lot of this information that, um, that companies want to get out to their employees, their employees are really clamoring for, but the traditional methods of distribution, you know, the newsletter or the, the all hands meetings, they get low engagement. People tend to deprioritize them as they have busy things to do in their day. And having this in the format of a podcast allows people to consume it where they are in the way that they want to consume it. Um, so, you know, one of the great use cases we have is product training for, for sales reps that will use their windshield time to get this product training in a way that otherwise would have been a chore. Now it's just kind of a natural part of their day that as they're driving down the road to their next, um, to their next appointment, they're able to consume this content in a way that's natural and that's effective and they can really retain as opposed to you know, reading a newsletter on an email uh, or skimming that email you know, late at night as they're finishing up their notes for the end of the day. So that's the kind of thing that podcasting allows organizations to do is to really, uh, really present the information that they need and want to get out there in a way that allows people to kind of meets people where they are and allows them to consume it in a way that um, is just natural and easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we talk about this a lot at Podbean, screen fatigue. <laughs> That's yes. a really big one. <laughs> we talk about all the time here because as a lot of companies have gone remote and even in person, you know, if you're working at a corporate job, if you're working in sales, you know, you're spending many, many hours a day in front of a screen and podcasting really allows you to take a break from that, which is fantastic. Whether it's like you said, windshield time, if you're driving in between appointments, or if you need to go on a walk and just take a break, you know, for 20 minutes for your eyes to take a break, right? It really yep. allows you to still utilize that time for something productive within your organization that's going to allow your employees to have that respite um, or utilize the time that otherwise would have been in transit. Absolutely. And that actually brings to another advantage that uh, that I've seen with our users is when you meet them in those points that are kind of lower stress, that are more naturally inclined into their day, the adoption goes higher and the uh, the relationship to that in information becomes more personal. It's less I'm reading an email as a chore and it's more something that I'm integrating into myself. And that drives conversations at these companies. We hear a lot about um, a lot about how after the implementation of a podcast, people started talking about the information more naturally, just organically across the the organization. Uh, employees would start saying, hey, did you hear what they said on this week's podcast in a way that they never got from, did you see this week's newsletter? It just kind of became a more organic part of the of the cultural conversation overall, which I think is great. Absolutely. And we do touch on this sometimes at Podbean in our content, but podcasting really is a conversation because you're listening to a podcast on the same device, you know, that you're talking to your mom or your family on, talking to your kids on. And so it's something where you know, you get that context, whereas in a newsletter or within text, you're not necessarily getting that emotional context of the situation or the content that your company is providing. Yes. So um, I want to talk a little bit about how companies can implement a private podcast, because it is a little bit of a process, right? And some companies in terms of their content strategy and marketing, it can take a while with implementing such an initiative as internal podcasting. What are some best practices that we've seen companies use for implementing private podcasting? 
So I think the most successful podcast that I've seen launched privately really started with the ethos of just get something out there. Um, get started with what you have. Uh, it's, it's easy to look at, you know, highly produced podcasts that are available publicly and, and be intimidated by that. But if you, if you evaluate your needs at, for a blog or a newsletter and just apply those over to, well, how would I communicate those verbally? Um, then I think you have the the start for where you need to be, and so it's um, don't don't let yourself be intimidated by the you know producing a podcast as a, a big production. It, it can be very easy. We have tools at Podbean that allow us to do that very easily for you, um, or that allow you to do it very easily, and um, and you can kind of just hit the ground running and and grow from there. I think if you have um, a subject that you want to communicate and produce that content. And then you pilot that with a, a vocal and willing group. Um, you'll find that the the adoption of the podcasting and um, and then your production behind it can grow along with that adop- adoption. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, we talk about this all the time at Podbean. It's something where I keep saying we talk about this all the time, but we really do. <laughs> <laughs> it's something where you know there are going to be podcasts out there who have entire audio documentary teams. And that's not every podcast. That's not even the majority of podcasts. So just remember that it's important to get your content out there and that, you know, done is better than perfect. We do say that quite, quite a bit here at Podbean, (laughs) especially, you know, if, yeah. And if you're looking at repurposing content or looking at alternate streams of um, modalities to get content within your employee population, within sales, within onboarding, it's really helpful to just make sure that you get it out there to start. Absolutely. We, we do have the ability in our solution that you can actually curate content for your employees as well. And that's a really great way to bolster that getting started. So you don't necessarily have to feel like I've got to produce 10 episodes to get anybody to listen to this thing regularly. You can you can get the information that you need out and provide supporting information or training from other existing podcasts that you curate specifically for your team to hear. And I think that's a great advantage and a great way to get things started. Absolutely. Not all the content it's valuable is the content that we 100% create. A lot of it is curation. So that's such a great point. So for some companies out there that are looking at implementing podcasting, what are some things to get organized before you implement? Uh, So I think it's important to have a good starting vision. What what do you really want this podcast to accomplish for you and your team? What is what does success look like? What will be different about your team, your organization after the successful implementation of a podcast uh, than, than before? Uh, and then kind of branching off of that, what kind of distribution plan do you need? And that's where you get into the really technical side of the questions you'd need to answer, which is, you know, how many private members do you have that you want to be able to reach out to in, in the initial stages? And then get with your IT and your organizational security teams, if you have those, and find out what kind of requirements they might have so that you can make sure that you're aligned in your distribution, particularly if your information is sensitive, that you can align with uh, their needs. We support single sign-on. As we mentioned, we have the... Uh, end-to-end encryption. There's regulations in various industries that require uh, a very secure solution to be able to prove that it's secure in in that way. And we're able to support all of that kind of thing. So um, I think that's a really important piece to get early on. So you make sure that you're building uh, in compliance with how your organization wants to distribute, because as you grow, um, that's, that becomes a a concern for sure. And then um, you want to be able to measure your success. So it kind of comes out to that back to that vision, like after I see how I want my organization to be different, what can I measure about our success that I can go back and say, yes, this is really working and, uh, and influence and grow it from there. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's something where if you are with a larger organization that has specific security requirements and protocols, please do not be shy. We are very familiar, <laughs> whether it's <laughs> governmental organizations, whether it is, you know, big pharma, large financial institutions, we have a lot of those clients and are very familiar with those security and procurement processes. So don't be shy um, because a lot of podcasting within organizations comes from someone who has a love of podcasting and sees how it makes an impact and wants to create that kind of impact within the organization for the organizational initiatives. So it's definitely an asset to have within your company, within your marketing strategy, within your internal communications, learning and development. There are so many applications. You can find out more at podbean.com backslash enterprise, and we'll have that link here in the show notes. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Podcasting Smarter. If you have any podcasting questions or want to get in touch, send us an email at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Thanks so much and happy podcasting.